Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 The Champ. Hi, welcome back. It's the noon hour on the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conan and myself take you until 1, Jimmy B, 10, TC from 1 to 2. Then the drive with Trent and Wolfgang from 4 until 6. This is somewhat of a short segment because we want to go long with Dylan and Scott Dockham and Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune coming up on Iowa State in about eight minutes. And then Scott Dockham at the bottom of the hour from The Athletic covers Iowa, of course, and we'll do some Penn State and I will look back and maybe look ahead to Purdue. So we've talked to Nick Athen on one of the air quote for local teams. Mm-hmm. Let's go around the other three real quick. We'll All start right. with yours. My biggest takeaway from the Bears was Trubisky's uh, clothing choice walking yes. into Soldier Field. Uh, I didn't see any of the game because Denver and Kansas City had my undivided attention. So help me out with your Bears. Um, no doubter. Was there? Was it ever in doubt? What? What? Did, what disappointed you, if anything? Not a whole lot. It was fine. It was workmanlike effort, mm-hmm. I guess would be the, the correct term to use. It was kind of boring. Kyle Long got hurt. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't they ran the ball a lot more with Jordan Howard. I was mm-hmm. happy to see that. Did James Daniel start at center? He did. Uh not at center, at guard. Oh at guard. Yes. And he was the starter at guard. So it was uh it was just okay, but I had to watch the second half. We were at Trunk or Treat at church. We had our trunk uh, and handing out candy to everybody. So it was a radio game for me and uh, mm. trying to get a signal in the parking lot <laughs> at church. It didn't go real well. So instead, uh, we had the Chiefs on uh, about one forty-five when we got there. So so had to go back and watch it last night. And uh, you know, watching a game and fast forward, there wasn't a whole lot to pause upon. Mm-hmm. It was, all right, play, mm-hmm. play, play. Workmanlike. Not a great, but a victory. And... Now they're back in first place. They indeed are. How crazy are. is that? It's, it's nuts. Well, the Packers and the Vikings both went down. Let's do Packers first. It was a, it was a really fun football game, yes. Trent, uh, with an awful, awful ending. As, as a sports fan, regardless if, you, you know, if you're a Vikings fan, a Bears fan, you're rooting against Aaron Rodgers as you do each and every week. Your second favorite team is who's ever the Packers are playing. I get it. But weren't we robbed as a sports fan? If you didn't bet the game... Didn't you want to see Aaron Rodgers with time on the clock and the opportunity to take his field or take his team down the field to give Mason Crosby a chance or take him into the end zone uh, via his arm? We lost out there. Yes, and uh, the fumble on Montgomery, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And he was told to stay in the end zone, told by his coaches, do not bring the ball out. And Aaron Rodgers was, and rightly so after the game. And how about Todd Gurley? You could have given me a, at least a win and a cover. Come on, He did Gurley. the right thing, though, did he? did. He? And yeah, how many times do you see did. you're yelling at your TV for whoever you, the, mm-hmm. the kid is that's you know picked off a pass and the only way that the, the, his team can lose is for you to keep running and, and you cough up the football, yep. just fall. Gurley did the right thing. Gurley did the absolute right thing. Screw the fantasy players and the yep. betters either way. Um that, that bet the game, but it was a fantastic football game. And in defeat, I was more impressed with the Packers as much as anything. Well, and how about that defense? What did they get to go? Five times, six times? Got to times? a bunch, Trent. They, they really And this did. is a really good offensive line the Rams have. This was a roster, top to bottom, we have not been enamored with, what what Green Bay has built. True. This uh, this led me down the path, maybe not as quite as bad as, as it felt in my mind's mm-hmm. eye. Uh, this is a better Packers team. Still an incredibly difficult stretch that they have. Still three of the next four on the road. 
And now you go from the Rams to the Patriots on the road this week. Yeah, Sunday night football, Rodgers yes. versus Brady, not bad. Uh, yeah, they get the their, their first-round pick, Alexander, the, the corner from Louisville. Boy, he had a game. He's yeah. missed two or three weeks, and what a difference it makes when he's on the field. They got Randall Cobb back. That was a hell of a football game, really fun to watch. Sunday night football, uh, the Saints and the Vikings. Look, the Vikings marched into Philadelphia and tried to settle a score from last year, and they did. Mm-hmm. The Saints marched into downtown Minneapolis last night looking to settle a score after they got knocked out in the Minneapolis Miracle, and they did. No Xavier Rhodes, no Anthony Barr. Um, Breeze wasn't spectacular, but the def- defense for for uh, New Orleans, Trent, is maybe a little better than we thought. And now with the running game, not just Kamara and what he can do out of the backfield, but Ingram back, I think this is a second or third big mm-hmm. game back from suspension. You can tell another dimension to what they can do and win games in different ways. It doesn't have to be just Breeze throwing the football 42 times and, and throwing for 300-plus yards. They can win it in different fashions. I really like the Saints team. I, I thought there was going to be a step back this year. Not the case. And a loss that doesn't bother me that much for the Vikings. No, I don't think so either. I, I'm with you. It was um, Look, I didn't. I thought that they were going to lose all week long. The Saints team, just like when they went into Philadelphia. Yep. You know, with a bitter taste, the New Orleans had that awful taste. You know what we're going to do tomorrow, because we don't have enough time today. This NFC, I mean, the Rams are clearly number one. Mm-hmm. But then power rank the NFC after that. Don't do it today. Let's save some time yeah. so we can actually, you know, give it the time it deserves. Because that's south with yeah. Carolina and New Orleans. The nice Ram- win out of Carolina. Nice win. Uh, two nice wins back beating Philadelphia mm-hmm. the week before. Washington looks legit. Hey, Seattle went in and did NFC um, the North fans a big favor right? by knocking off Detroit. Dylan Mont's next. Let's not shortchange him. Dylan will join us coming up, uh, and then we get to Scott Dockerman. And uh, a quick correction. Gary Anderson is no longer at Oregon State. I was saying Bama and Jim uh, helped me out there. Yeah, uh, now Jonathan Smith, their their head coach. I, I think Anderson is on the staff, though, or at least in an advisory role. That's where he's settled after, I believe, I believe he still has something to do with the team. No, but he's no longer the right. head coach. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We will get uh, Dylan Monson here. Um, Wazaruke, eight weeks. He's having surgery to repair a torn hamstring. We will do that with Dylan and then Scott Dockerman as we take you until 1 o'clock on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 The Champ. The ISU Coaches Game Day Show. Nothing but Cyclones. Four hours before select Iowa State football games on 1700. The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind. And our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. On Friday, November the 2nd, the Autism Society of Iowa is holding its 30th annual Silent and Live auction to raise money for those affected by autism spectrum disorders in the state of Iowa. The event is held at the Sheraton Hotel on 1850th Street in West Des Moines. This annual event includes many wonderful items up for bid, including tickets to local events, autographed sport items, handmade quilts, and gift baskets. For more information, Google Autism Society of Iowa. Dutch Boy's new Platinum Plus paint with Stain Shield technology has the performance you expect from a luxury paint at a price you didn't. Platinum Plus is up to 50% more washable and stain resistant than a leading premium paint in satin sheen. 
Superiority ranges from 24 to 50% depending on sheen selected. Platinum Plus keeps your walls looking new longer. Menards and Dutch Boy Paint have you covered. Go ahead, live your life. What if every time you went out, you could cash in? Now with the Capital One Saver Card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, like celebrating every year the crew gets older. Or when you and your crew are courtside during overtime. No matter your reason for going out, now you have four more. Introducing the new Saver Card from Capital One. Earn 4% on dining and 4% on entertainment. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USANA. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Does overpaying for something make sense? We don't think it does at Charterhouse Real Estate. That is why we have completely changed the commission structure at our real estate firm from what you are used to hearing about. Gone are the days of 6 or 7% to sell your home. We charge $24.95 plus 3%. Don't worry if that sounds a bit odd. Just know that on average, our sellers save thousands in real estate commission when they sell their home with us. The best part is our sellers still get full service, including social media marketing, their home on the MLS, a dedicated agent, and much more. Head to charterhouseiowa.com and use our calculator there to see what your savings could be. We are Charterhouse Real Estate, and we are changing the way you think about selling your home. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. Real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700, the champ. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Condon and myself with you here until uh, 1 o'clock. Scott Dockerman coming up at the bottom of the hour working on Dylan Mons, but a lot of news 
uh, breaking names this morning uh, following Matt Campbell's press conference. Uh, we knew Awazaruke was scheduled to miss the remainder of the regular season, perhaps the bowl game as well, as he's out a minimum of eight weeks as he uh, undergoes hamstring surgery. But now the uh, news, and it's not a surprise, uh, most people thought that this was the case when Zeb Nolan was not spotted on the sidelines with his team on Saturday, and then uh, Matt Campbell following the game told the media that he's taking a personal leave from the team, and we find out today that, indeed, he's taking a permanent leave from the team. He's decided to transfer from Iowa State, saw the writing on the wall. Real Mitchell is still there. Uh, This is a guy that they're very high on. In fact, there was packages, apparently, Trent, uh, that were put in for him that we haven't seen. Obviously, Brock Purdy has taken that job, and he's run with it. So uh, Zeb Nolan just uh, came across Twitter. So I'm assuming Dylan's doing what he's paid to do, and that's right for the Ames Tribune. Probably putting that one together, and hopefully we'll get him here for a few minutes at the very least. You know, uh, you mentioned Riel Mitchell. I've always been a big fan. Love the story. Love the background. Mom was an American gladiator and and everything else. But just a guy that dynamic, even if it isn't, he's never a full-time starter. He can do enough different things that you can find a package. Maybe he's also a, a slot receiver down the line. Great athleticism. You look at some of the track times that he ran in California Big time speed, so something to keep an eye on there with Mitchell. You know what did they do with the other kid, um, Devin Moore, Waterloo, right? Waterloo. I I just because they were very high on him, and obviously he's been passed by too. But he's an athletic kid as well. I wonder if there's something in that for him. Uh, Delamont's going to give us a few minutes away from his busy schedule. Stories breaking like crazy. Zeb Nolan, the latest, was out for the at least the regular season. Dylan, thanks for giving us a few minutes. We know you're tight and you're. Uh, you're filing uh, story after story for Amestrib.com, so we won't keep you uh, more than five or six minutes. Thanks for coming on, Dylan. How are you? Yeah, good, guys. Like you said, it's been a, a kind of a crazy morning here, but uh, good to be with you. I appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate what you do on game day on Saturdays because you were all over the Zeb Nolan. You were first anyways that didn't see him on the sidelines, wondered what was up. Kemp was dressed, but it started to seem like Zeb Nolan at that point probably informed the coaches at some point during the week he was going to go home. Is that what he did? Did he leave the uh, leave the state, go home to make this decision? Do you know that, uh, Dylan? Uh, I don't know if he actually left Ames or Iowa to, to go home and, and talk to his family or not, but I, I started to hear things um, really late Friday um, and, and just tried to um, talk around it to different people, but uh, didn't really hear anything definitive. And then, obviously, um, like everybody started to see when he wasn't on the sidelines warming up on Saturday, something um, was, didn't seem right or, or seemed a little fishy. So, uh, yeah, it, it sounded like it was something that happened maybe last week. I don't know if it was early or late, but um, it, it started to kind of hit the rumor mill, I guess, um, as game day approached. Kyle Kemp to back, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, of course didn't play in the game, but is uh, he 100% backup role limited? What could you say if something would – uh, helmet got knocked off. Just uh, Kemp goes right into the game, no problem. What's the latest with him? Yeah, Matt Campbell said after the game on Saturday that if they had needed Kemp to come in and play, that he would have been able to. Um, so it sounded like like we've talked about the bye week came at a good time where you could get him uh, pretty much healthy. I don't know if you're you're going to get him 100%, but mm-hmm. um, he would be able to come in and, and give you some snaps, or like you mentioned, if a helmet came off. Um, he could come in for a play and, and be serviceable. So uh, I don't know if there's much worry, but still, it, it, you got to wonder, just because he has had some injury stuff in the past, how durable he could be um, if, if they needed him for the long term. Because after that, uh, the depth does get pretty thin there. 
Well, a lot of depth on that uh, defensive line, a lot of depth all over the defense, but now it's going to be tested at least a little bit. And I thought Matt Leo passed the first test when he saw significant playing time. He redshirted last year. It was a Ruke. That's a loss. That's a blow. There's a lot of people, Dylan, you cover this team on a daily basis that will tell you he's as big a part of this defensive line and maybe the highest ceiling of anybody on this defensive front, just a uh, redshirt sophomore. But now out eight weeks, they're not ruling him out for the bowl game. Is that what I'm to believe yeah it sounds like it's going to be the majority of the season but matt campbell didn't say it's definitively going to be the end of his season he could be back potentially for some sort of bowl game uh, it just kind of depends on how he's going to heal but it sounds like it's kind of that eight week timeline um so it, it's going to be an extended period of of time and and significant games missed but i think they do um kind of like the depth they've been able to create there matt leo i thought came in and played played pretty well mm-hmm. um he has good size obviously so you don't lose anything in terms of size but um the way he was has been able to play and um and come in and just be a force in there opposite of jaquan bailey has been impressive and i know they were high on him when they first recruited him uh they thought they got a steal uh steal there and uh, he's, he's kind of proven to be that he's he's really kind of grown up and, and been uh, a, a really solid player on that three-man front you mentioned Matt Leo came in. Uh, I think Matt Campbell said afterwards thought he played his best game in a Cyclone uniform. A couple other guys, too. Seen a little Tonga Moa, little Spencer Benton. Tell us about those other guys and how many reps you'd expect out of them. Yeah, Spencer Benton is already in the rotation pretty heavily, so I think you'll see uh, a lot of him. And he's kind of played the Jaquan Bailey role a little bit, too, there in some reps. But I think he's versatile enough where you could probably use him in both spots. And then Tangamoa, it, it was it was interesting. You pull back, yeah. Using that goal line stand, that jumbo, and yeah, big jumbo package uh, there, and, and as kind of a blocker. But I think um, that's probably a good sign that maybe he's starting to come on a little bit. And as you lose a little bit of um, that force up there, that you can maybe gain something with him and potentially um, you know move some guys around up there. So I think, uh, like like you mentioned, it's it's a big loss, significant loss, but not. Um, you know, as crushing maybe as it would be in the past where you only have your first four or five guys and then you're done. So uh, that's kind of maybe the silver lining in it as other guys get in there. Uh, special teams, still a problem. Back-to-back weeks now, special teams. Uh, you know, Tariq Milton's, um, he, he's got to let that ball go into the end zone. Why would he fair catch it at the four-yard line? And that led to the safety, correct? Or no, uh, that, that led to the touchdown. Brock Purdy stripped. What was it? There was it was it was I know Tariq Bill had no business catching the ball at the four and something bad happened just after that. I watched a lot of football, Dylan. You're gonna have to excuse me. Yeah, no worries. It, it was the touchdown. It was when I I can't remember if it was the, the play right after um the fair catch or if it was two plays later, but it was when Purdy was stripped in the yep. end zone and, and, and they fell on it for a touchdown. But I asked Campbell about that today and he said um, depending on the game or, or the situation, they, they sometimes tell Milton to fair catch it or let it go. Um, or, or take it for a run. So I, I think they're obviously still trying to figure things out there and, um, you know, not really sure, no, no real definitive answers as to why special teams has been kind of um, one of the bugaboos lately. But I think, um, you know, Matt Campbell put it on himself, put it on the coaching as something they got to figure out. So um, it, it'll be interesting this week because um, Kansas has certainly had its struggles, to put it mildly, but they've come in and played teams tough and, and been able, been able to force turnovers and force people into mistakes at times. So um, you, you got to be sharp on all phases, and, and special teams included. You can't have those mistakes that they've had. You, you mentioned Kansas, the environment down there. Do you expect a big contingent of Cyclone fans mm. to at least go down there and, and maybe help out, generate some kind of environment? 
Yeah, I would imagine so. I've been down there several times now for, for football games, and, and Iowa State usually brings a, a pretty nice crowd, but it's kind of interesting. I think I saw one of David Beatty's uh, comments to the Kansas coach last week, and he said um, sometimes when uh, their, their stadium is, is that empty, it almost creates kind of um, a feeling of hostility just from the rever- the reverse. People aren't used to being in such an empty stadium that yeah. um, it can almost work to their advantage a little bit. It sucks the air or the life out of out of the place and um, makes you it forces you to create it on your own. So th- that's what's going to be interesting, how many Iowa State fans are there, um, what that team can do to kind of get up for that game and, 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 like we said, play sharp. You know, this came out in the teleconference today too, Dylan, and it's just crazy. You wouldn't think that this would happen, but this will be the fourth straight time well, the three previous games that uh, uh, three previous opponents for Iowa State all played Kansas the week before. I mean, that's crazy. The the Iowa State coaches have been seeing nothing but Kansas on tape for the last three weeks. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting too. And I don't know how they the, build the schedules out to have stuff work out like that, but um, it certainly helps because it gets Kansas already on the coaches' brains. And then, um, you know, certainly watching Kansas beat TCU last week, it can kind of be that message that the coaches give to the players like you know you got to be sharp otherwise these guys can can bite you so i think that's kind of um what what they're talking about and their talking point all week is um you know we've seen these guys a lot we know kind of um what there is and um and, you know even if the the players weren't focused on kansas when they were watching film of their previous opponents um they're kind of on the periphery so um there's some familiarity there and, that, and that's certainly going to help your boy scored a touchdown Kohler. Got to get him the ball more, Dylan Mons. Charlie Kohler, the tight end position, old 88, did it again. Yeah, I think it's kind of the, the Ames Tribune. Uh, you know, it's the opposite of a curse, the Sports Illustrated curse. It's like yeah. the, the opposite. I wrote about Braxton Lewis, and um, he had three picks in three games. Now Kohler is, is kind of going off there. But I, I think it kind of goes back to what they said about him. They really like his talent, his size. Um, he's a really smart kid, so I think that kind of – um, you know, all lends itself to him being in there and being an effective. And certainly while they have um, Chase Allen's sideline here still, um, I, I'm not sure what their plan is with him, if, if he's going to be out a little bit longer or, or what. But um, I know they really like what they have in Kohler to come in and, and be an effective blocker or pass catcher. Go do your day job, Dylan Montz. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good Take to care. talk to you. Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune. A lot of news breaking in Ames today. Zeb Nolan is leaving the program. And any Awazaruke is out for the remainder of the regular season. Now you're just being cocky. I'm flaunting it, Trent, is what I'm doing. Awazaruke. Awazaruke. I got that part. Done. You you got the first name. You got it all. Yeah, I do. Locked in. It was a long summer of trying to figure it out. Uh, It was a long summer. So it comes down to the Texas game, right? Yeah, or see in Dallas. What's more likely? Iowa State or Iowa plays for a conference title. Whoa! Saturday, I would say December. At this point, I, gee, it's after Saturday. I wouldn't have said this, no. but I think this morning that the answer's Iowa. Yeah, it's Wisconsin has another loss. Wisconsin has another loss. Of, they, beat they Purdue. Two more. Beat Purdue. Yeah. Look, the Northwestern game's not a picnic either. Right. Not a picnic. Yeah. Iowa State's all there in front. Boy, they're playing well. They are playing exceptionally well. Uh, we've got Scott Dockerman coming up. From The Athletic, we will talk to Doc here momentarily. Um, Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator for Cleveland, has also been fired. Him and Hugh Jackson. We're getting closer and closer to Wiley becoming the head man. We indeed are. They hope they had a lot of boxes because a lot of offices being packed up and guys marched out. Uh, We'll continue on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 The Champ. 
your home for the UNI Panthers. Play-by-play coverage right here on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Build your business. At Sinorama of Urbandale, we offer customized solutions for signs, branding, marketing, and advertising. We have a full range of custom sign and graphic services to meet your needs, build your brand, and create your image. Look around and you'll see how Andy Woodley and his staff help businesses enhance visibility and get noticed. Let us work with you to understand your unique marketing goals and help you reach them. Sinorama of Urbandale, the way to grow your business. 3368 100th Street in Urbandale and online at sinorama.com slash ia-urbandale. Combat Hunger is Iowa's largest food and fun drive, supporting Food Bank of Iowa. Your business, school, or organization can help fight hunger by holding a food and fun drive now through November the 16th. Learn more and sign up at foodbankiowa.org slash combat hunger. Join the fight today. Heavy, heavy rain this morning causing backed up traffic all the way to... Please remove all laptops and links. Folks, we're number nine on the list for takeoff, so settle in, keep those seatbelts fastened. More fries with that? Welcome to Weston. Travel can be disruptive to your well-being. That's why at Weston Hotels and Resorts, we have rejuvenating heavenly beds, a nutritious superfoods RX menu, and a workout gear lending program to help you stay in control and rise above it all. Weston, let's rise. A garage door is the largest moving part in your entire house. So it's important to keep it working smoothly, especially as winter approaches. At Advanced Door Systems, we service all garage door brands, even if you do not purchase the door from us. Visit our website, ads-doors.com. That's ads-doors.com to learn more about us and the garage door and opener services we offer. Advanced Door Systems. The right door, the right way. Everyone is a champion in their own way, but Aches and pains can make you want to give up on your training or workouts. Instead of relying on pain medication to power through, stay active with help from Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy. They give you a personal touch to work towards your own wellness goals. With athletic recovery programs to outpatient orthopedic therapy, Angela Spencer PT of Champions Recovery Room will get you feeling your best. Champions Recovery Room and Physical Therapy, 3030 100 Street in Urbandale and online at championsrecoveryroom.com. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, the largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartlandflags.com. From the Barrel, Des Moines Whiskey Festival kicks off this year and will be taking place in downtown Des Moines. Ladies, don't miss our Friday night kickoff dinner, Women in Whiskey, featuring a five-course dinner, whiskey pairings, and great entertainment. Women in Whiskey proudly benefits our amazing sponsor, Susan G. Komen. Tickets on sale now at dsmwhiskeyfest.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that 
that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net. For Wolf Construction, A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net. Vehicle advertising print wraps can be seen tens of thousands of times a day. If you want to increase your advertising footprint with the full or partial final print wrap on your business vehicle, go to completeautowraps.com. Complete Auto Wraps also specializes in full-color change color wraps. Change the color of your vehicle or add a customized look with the print wrap to your vehicle, motorcycle, or boat. Don't pay big dealership or national sign chain prices when you can get yours installed by a professional trained and certified installer. Contact Corby for more information or a free estimate at completeautowraps.com. As we move into our final segment here, it's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself take you until 1, Jimmy B and TC, 1 to 2, and then the drive with Wolfgang and Trent coming up later on this afternoon during your commute home from 4 until 6. Thank you to Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, taking a look back at Texas Tech and Iowa State and a look forward. Now it's time to take a look at Iowa's game against Purdue and a look forward to Purdue. He's Scott Docterman from The Athletic, and he joins us. Uh, Doc, how are you? Hey, doing good. How's it going, guys? Doing pretty well. I guess let's go back before we go forward. And, um, you know, it's a big talker, obviously, uh, the, the fact that um, that they stuck with Nate Stanley and didn't, you know, it wasn't working for the most part. He was he was uh, not having a, a good game, quite honestly, and putting it bluntly, he was, he was bad. Uh, yet they stuck with him. Doc, let's do um, a little exercise here. What if what if the, you, we get the same Nate Stanley uh, in West Lafayette that we saw Last week in Happy Valley, um, I'm sure that the coaching staff has, you know, heard the criticism, uh, wondered maybe if they should have made the move or not, or maybe they didn't. Um, do you think that there'll be a, not a quick trigger, but do you think um, that we may see some other quarterback if Nate Stanley plays uh, as uh, as badly as he did against Penn State? Well, that's a great question, and it's a hypothetical for this staff that usually doesn't do things like that. I mean, you know, the only real controversy that you know of recent times that really soaked up the team was in uh, 2014 with cj bethard and and jake rudock and usually they stick to their guys i mean i think we remember in 2012 when james vandenberg played every snap a quarterback and the team was four and eight mm-hmm. so i think in, in most cases they probably will not switch him they didn't switch him the other day um but you know it's just it's really compelling and uh, just how Nate Stanley can go from, you know, kind of on the plus 10, minus 10 scale to being going from being so great in so many games to being really bad in, in this game. I mean, 
you know, there were throws that were open. There were throws that were easy to make, and he wasn't stepping into them. He was doing the same things he did in the first two games, and it just makes you wonder why does his confidence wane like that? Because he just seemed tentative and lacking confidence, not putting his strength into his throws. Just you know, and then and then late he was great, uh-huh. you know, up until the interception. So it's just it's just strange, and uh, you know he needs to really be more consistent because I think even if he had a consistent passing day, you know, it doesn't have to be great. Maybe just fifty percent passing. I think Iowa wins that game. Yeah, it was there for the taking, no doubt. You mentioned the final play as they drove down there with a couple minutes left, had a chance to take the lead, and uh, the miscommunication. Play got in late. That's on the coaches. Broke the huddle. You have to know as a quarterback you can't change it, or a timeout needs to be called. It looked like Kirk Ferentz was trying to call a timeout. Take us into that play, which turned out to be really, for all intents and purposes, the final play, and all that went into it, and where does the blame lie the most in your mind? Well, that, that's a great question. I mean, the, the coach is trying to call a timeout. Play clock's dwindling. You know, there's there's plenty of blame to go around. I mean, it, what it really needed was somebody to step up and be the hero. And that's really, if he, ultimately it call, falls on the quarterback, he's on the field, he's trying mm-hmm. to change the play late in the, in the, the clock, play clock. You know, he's cha- trying to change the play starting with about seven seconds left in the play clock. He needs to call that timeout. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's situational awareness on him. Uh, yeah, the play got in late, but if he runs the play as scheduled, that's not an issue. Now, he didn't like the play that was called in, and that's understandable. Um, and the play that was audible to would have worked if there had been better communication. Um, you know, in fact, uh, you know, he made a, he made kind of a bad throw. He was wide of the running back. That was the same play that you know, for all purposes. What uh, you know, Akron Wadley scored on against Michigan in 2016. Uh, they had a blitzer. He cut right behind him. He was open. Um, Noah Fant would have screened the defender uh, who ended up making the interception. He would have walked into the end zone. But you know, either either Torn Young didn't get to the spot at the right time. I mean, there's just so many parts to this, you know, horrendous play for Iowa that to you know assume full blame or put full blame on one person is probably too much. But collectively, they all failed, and that's what cost them in this game. Mm. What about the play at the end of the first half? When or not not, not at the it was Iowa's final play at the end of the first half. Essentially, uh, gifted Penn State three points there at the end. Uh, Peyton Manziel comes in the football game. I, I I never understood that, Doc. What were they trying to accomplish uh, at the with their final play of the first half? It, it was interesting. You saw so many different working parts to that play. Uh, you know. Stanley, we you know, went out in motion to the right, and he was behind Peyton Mansell. So I think the assumption was on his part was that Mansell was going to throw it to him, and then he was going to throw it down the field. Uh, Mansell looked at him just briefly and then took off running. And on the other side of Mansell, on the left side, T.J. Hawkinson was 10 yards down the field with nobody around him. So I think Mansell, you know, and this is probably what might give him pause about pulling Stanley is, he trusts his legs. He's a very good running back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, either the play was designed to go back to Stanley to make the throw down the field or, you know, hit the open receiver. He just takes off running, gets zero yards. And, uh, you know, if you've got a quarterback who just seems to be a little self-conscious throwing the football in that situation, then you, you've got to, you, you know, that it was a complete junk play. 
it ended up costing Iowa because yeah. they gave Penn State the ball mid, you know, near midfield. They went down and scored a field goal late in the first half. And, uh, you know, I mean, they got a little bit too cute, and it cost them. You know, it's funny. We know all these years everybody's complained about Iowa punting, you know, punting from the other team's, uh, you know, side of the field. In this case, that would have been the perfect boot. Punny is winning, and it wasn't winning in this one. Doc, uh, from some of the negative side of things, a positive, and again, the play of Geno Stone had the pick six to get Iowa back in the game in the fourth quarter. He played well. Amani Hooker played uh, almost exclusively at that outside linebacker spot. Is this the lineup going forward? You certainly got to assume that's the case against Purdue this week. Yeah, and I think it's it, it certainly, I think it is probably the rest of the season. I don't know what that means for Nick Neiman if he moves inside or does something differently, but you know, uh, you, you look at the, the who they play. You know, certainly in the next four weeks, and it just makes sense. I mean, you know, Purdue throws the ball all over the field. They have a tremendous freshman. Um, you know, Penn or, uh, Northwestern doesn't really have a running game per se right now. Uh, you know, Nebraska and Illinois are, are also kind of high, you know, tempo offenses. So. I think, you know, that's the alignment. Hooker's played really well at that position. I think he's, you know, kind of like a smaller version of Christian Kirksey when he was there. Mm-hmm. He's able to do everything. But then Geno Stone, you can't pull that guy off the field. He's got four interceptions, you know, in four games, really, of, of, of you know, three this year and one last year of, of extended play. And, you know, gets the pick six. I mean, he gets his, you know, favorite team when he was growing up, just down the road in Newcastle. And, um yeah, he's he's really he's a great defender. He's got great ball skills. He's tough. He's everything you'd want in a safety. So at this point, you're getting your you, you try to get your best eleven on the field. And Geno Stone has made a case. He is one of the best eleven on the field, and uh, he's going to be a great player for this team for mm-hmm. you know the rest of this year and then the next two. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the, uh, the the touchdown pass to Sam Brinks uh, from Colton Rastetter? Um, Doc, I mean, that, that obviously, how many times have they, has that worked in practice? I mean, talk about a risky play now at work. Full credit for him is going to be a highlight, going to be one of the talking points this offseason, you know, when we talk about the season that was. Um, but boy, oh boy, that was a risky, risky play and had to be perfectly thrown, and somehow Rastetter was able to do that. Yeah, I don't know how many times. They, uh, both uh, Brinks and Rastetter, you know, said it worked in, in practice. I I just wonder, you know, uh, you know. Okay, it worked. So there's no, there should be no complaining that it worked. But man, that, that's putting a lot on a defensive mm. tackle playing end and make, having him make a Willie Mays kind of catch over his shoulder. You know, oh. and dropping it in the basket and asking a punter to do that kind of throw. I mean, you know, that's the type of throw that if it's a bad throw, it can go the other way. Nope. Um, you know, now hey, it worked and it's called focus, focus. <laughs> which Sam Brinks is the one who, who called it that because it's, you know, we wanted the Halloween theme, uh, you know, so, it, but, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just funny. They're doing all kinds of different things. They're working um, in the fake field goal departments. And, uh, you know, I, you, you wonder when the clock's going to strike midnight, but right now, you know, hey, that's, that's the only offensive affiliated touchdown they scored against Penn State. So, it was, uh, you know, it was a kind of a weird play. Yeah, and uh, the rest came from the defense and special teams and a block punt to begin the ball game. Doc, uh, an odd one. You've seen a lot of odd ones throughout the years, it feels like, in this Iowa-Penn State series. I know a lot of frustrations, but still, this is wide open, and this season is not over. They can still have an incredibly successful season and still make their way to Indianapolis. It's not a stretch right now that this team can still do it. Where do you think their minds are going to be this week? 
they're going to be right where they need to be. You know, they're going to—they're a little ticked off that they lost this game because they really, you know, were you know deserving of the victory. And you look at all the all the measurables, all the all the numbers. Even though they were bad, especially for Stanley, I mean, they they outgained Penn State. Uh, you know, they their time of possession was up. You know, more than ten minutes. They had better third down conversions. The defense, by and large, played well. I, I mean, I, I think this is still a pretty good team. I still think they, you know, they've got a really good chance of winning out. I think Wisconsin, play, the way it played the other day, doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence. It's going to win out. So all those realistic goals are still on the table for Iowa. And and when you boil it all down, you went to a ranked team, Penn State, on the road, and uh, you're you're a, a screwed up play mm-hmm. from winning a game. Uh, you lose by six. You're a, you're an underdog by five. So it's really not it's not the end of the world. It just feels like it when you lose a game that you feel like is winnable. That the other team didn't necessarily beat you. You beat yourselves. But I I think they're still in really good shape. I wouldn't you know sweat it too much longer. You know the the angst is to me, and this is re- legitimate. You know is can Nate Stanley be more consistent it's if he can backwards. get to 60 percent completion percentage um not make you know one really bad play a game mm-hmm. uh i think you know this team's very much capable of, of going 10 and 2 and ending up in indianapolis and having a great year but if not you know certainly the next two are losable and uh, you know if their offense doesn't play well nebraska is too so i, I just think this is a you know, it's kind of an important moment for Nate Stanley, his future as Iowa's quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you, Doc. I mean, there's seemingly one play at least every single game that makes – and he can be playing well at the time, too, and then he just has that brain fart. I mean, even early in the football game on Saturday, that intentional grounding play has got to know the situation, where he's at. Um, you can just you, – you can you can go back and look at it again, and you can find one just, wow, he shouldn't be doing that. Well, let's talk a little bit about Purdue before we let you go. Purdue's had two really nice wins. They had that four-game winning streak after losing three straight. They beat Boston College seemingly to get, their, uh, get the program back on the right track. Road wins at Nebraska and at Illinois, not exactly murderers row. But then there's the Ohio State win that was never in doubt. Did they come out flat, do you think, against Michigan State? Was that the real Purdue we saw against Michigan State? I didn't see a ton of it. I know you were working as well. Um, what, what do you expect this week? Moore's the stars, you know. I think Blau is really coming on. They've settled on him. The defense is better than anybody thought it was going to be this year. It's a tricky spot, Doc. It is tricky, no doubt about it. Um, this is a, you know, Purdue is a pretty good team. And Purdue is able to take advantage of, of a very flat Ohio State team that didn't tackle very well, that didn't you know execute in the red zone offensively. I mean, move the ball up and down the field. Um, it, they expected a shootout, it, and it blew out you know Ohio State. The thing is, with Michigan State, this happens you know to people who play the Spartans. A lot of times, teams who play the Hawkeyes um, that they're not ready for that kind of level of physicality. Um, they take the air out of the ball. They they beat you up physically. And next thing you know, you're 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 frustrated, and I think that's kind of what happened with Purdue and Michigan State. Um, you know, I, I did try to catch a lot of the game while I was in the press box. You know, but uh, there's some several core areas where I think it's it's going to be a challenge for Iowa. But I think there's some areas where they can take advantage of them. I mean, Purdue averages almost 500 yards a game. That's going to be difficult. I saw him in person against Nebraska, and Rondell Moore will be a matchup nightmare for Iowa. I think. He's the type of guy that's capable of getting 100 yards uh, through the air. 
but that said, you know, Purdue gives up almost 300 yards through the air. So if Nate Stanley is on, he's got a chance to really take advantage of what's been kind of a, a mediocre defense, you know, especially after last year. Holy cow, last year they were really good. Um, I would say the two greatest strides I saw last year over 16 was Iowa State and Purdue defensively. Uh, but, you know, the, the question is, can Iowa take advantage of it? Because if Iowa can get in a shootout, Iowa wins. Because its defense is way better than Purdue's. But if, it, but if Nate Stanley struggles, if he can't complete passes, if he throws an interception or something like that, hey, Purdue beat him last year. There's no, you know, there's an opportunity to lose this one. So, I mean, I, you know, it, it's too early for me in my uh, evaluation to make a pick or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this could be a very competitive game, and I think Iowa – still has an advantage in a lot of areas. Doc, who plays uh, the first Saturday in December for the Big Ten Championship? Give us your prediction right now. Wow, you're really good. I'm putting you out there. I'm putting it on you, Doc. (laughs) Michigan and who? Uh, Michigan and I'm I'm going to go Iowa. I just... You know, you. I think we're we're, we're the, the you know the sky is falling in Iowa City, and, mm-hmm. and but when you really peel it all back and try to take a you know an objective view of it, you know, it wasn't that bad of a loss on Saturday. It's just a matter of can quarterback play the way he did for from games three to six. If he can, yeah, Iowa will be playing Michigan. If not, um, it, you know, I, I think it probably will be Northwestern because then that means Iowa probably loses to Northwestern because Purdue already did, and so did uh, um, Wisconsin. So, you know, I mean, Northwestern Iowa is going to have a, you know, if Iowa wins against Purdue, Northwestern Iowa will will have a major say in what happens to, the, to the, who plays in Indianapolis. And you know, guys, they I just saw a tweet that um, the Big Ten's holding back the schedule for that game. They're not; they're doing that six day window. So oh, next great. Sunday they're going to might. I mean, might this be a night game, Doc? If if indeed that's the case, let's say Iowa beats Purdue, Northwestern versus Iowa, Big Ten West on the line. I mean, could it be a night game in November the tenth at Iowa City? Ooh, traditionally they don't do they that. Don't. Uh, you know, on a twelve-day or a six-day window, they try to usually go twelve when it comes to night games. But you know, why not? I mean, if if this is going to be, you know, if there's something at stake here, and right. you know, then why not do it? What if Northwestern beats Notre Dame? What if Iowa beats Purdue? I mean, then you've got a chance, probably two ranked teams, to to you know really set the tone in the West Division. You want to showcase that. So, sure. No. But then what if Northwestern loses by 30 to Purdue or to uh, Notre Dame and Iowa loses to Purdue? Mm. Well, you don't want that in prime time. You want that at 11 o'clock on BTN. And so I could, so I could totally get the six-day window. Um, but, you know, my hope is it's probably not. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think it will be at night. I think that uh, I just saw a tweet that apparently the Big Ten will not – put anything in prime time so there goes that doc we will talk to you next week have a safe trip out to purdue we will uh, talk to you uh, um this time next week thank you scott dockerman from the athletic we appreciate it all right thanks guys appreciate the time yeah good to talk to you the athletic if you haven't already done so tremendous tremendous website it's three bucks a month uh it's more than college football college basketball all the pro sports all the teams have for the most part anyways Money well spent, Trent Condon. Yeah, it's too bad. I'd like to see that game at night. Well, and I was wondering, even like a, a 6 o'clock BTN type of game. Well, what does this mean? So this is from Michigan State. The Big Ten has announced TV networks have chosen their allotted six-day selection for the games on November 10th. Mm-hmm. However, no games will be selected in prime time on that day. So is 6 o'clock prime time? It is. I believe so. I, I think 2.30 would be the latest one, I would assume. Well, th- Fox has the 3, which is still yeah, afternoon. Yeah, right. yep. So you got the Fox game. You got 2.30 ABC. 
Sometimes they put a 230 BTN. Maybe that's what it is, a 230 mm. BTN exclusive game. But, again, if both Iowa and Northwestern, well, if Northwestern pull a shocker this week, you got it on the line. Even if they lose and Iowa wins this week, I don't know. ESPN want that for their 11 o'clock window. It's going to well, be interesting. You know what? Let me let me do this because I want to find out the schedule of Big Ten games that week. I got it right here. Fire away. Michigan at Rutgers. Stinker 11 o'clock, BTN. Uh, Ohio State at Michigan State. Really good game, 2.30 ABC. Uh, Wisconsin at Penn State. Fox 3 o'clock. Holy crap, yes, Fox 3 o'clock. 2.30 BTN then maybe for Northwestern Iowa? ESPN 2, Trent. ESPN 2.11? I don't know. ESPN 2, yeah. And you got Illinois, Nebraska, 11 BTN written all over it. Maryland, Uh Indiana, Overflow Channel, Purdue, Minnesota. Yeah. Put that on Fox Sports 1. It's not a bad game, though. Purdue, no. Minnesota, Fox Sports 1 at, uh, yes, at 2.30 in the afternoon or... 11, 2. So there are seven games, and there's if you were assigning stars, there'd be how many four stars? Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin State, Penn State, Northwestern, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Even Purdue, Minnesota, probably three. Three. That's three-star. So those are th- we've got three games that are four stars or above, mm-hmm. and you've only got the 11 o'clock and the 2.30 time slots. Why won't they? Why won't they creep into six? Wouldn't have made sense. At least Wisconsin has the name brand with Penn State. Yes, that's going to be our night game. Yes, that six o'clock ESPN. Yeah, right? Yeah. It boy, kind of head scratching there. I, I, I get I'm the six you. day window and why they want to do it, but you're making fans choose what Big Ten game you want. If you don't have a team and you just love college football and you're a Big Ten in a Big Ten footprint, you're, you're going to miss a really good game. Yes, by absolutely. doing it this way, you can compacting everything together in two like windows. It. Doesn't make sense. And it's a big weekend for me. It's our annual Floyd Boner tournament. Oh. Yeah. yeah we, we play for a traveling, well, a group of traveling trophies. Our old roommate Boner was terrible. Yeah. And it's a, a canceled check from, from Boner. That's what started it all. Right. But we want to know what time the game kicks off because I might have to get to Iowa City. If it's 11 a.m. kickoff, I might be leaving right from uh, the Unidome right there. I don't know. Uh, that's a Unidome week, too. Yes. Yeah. It's a semifinals, isn't yes. it? My good God. Well, if you uh, didn't get enough of Boston winning last night, they're going to win tonight, um, which <laughs> should make everybody happy. Uh-huh. Uh, in Monday night football, they take on the Bills. The number's 14. Do you have an opinion? Uh, no, not really. I'll, I'll play something. I'll probably end up grabbing the points just because... Monday night in Buffalo. Will you tease it to thir- How about the Thursday night game, by the way? Ooh, and, San Francisco, and, Oakland? Oh, yeah. my God. The 49er love, even with Garoppolo, I didn't love it. Yeah. But now, uh, as much as I love Josh Pepper, Rosen came back on them yesterday. Yes. I know because I had San Francisco in the picks. Uh, by the way, I was 2-3. and three. What did you do? Same. Same 2-3. and three, So yep. nobody made up any ground. No, but we uh, we both hit our best bet. What was yours? Mine was, let me look back through the notebook here, uh, Oklahoma State. Okie Sting. Getting three and a half. That was when we were on opposite sides. Yes, though. we were. Indeed, we were. And that thing was over early in the football game. My best bet was Utah over UCLA. And if Todd Gurley just runs the football in, I cover. Boy, that's crazy. Boy, that was such a. Can you imagine being in a race book in Vegas? Oh, yeah. Or I guess in New Jersey now, but especially yep. in Vegas because mm-hmm. you know, they're so big and people come from all over the place and. And when he fell down, <laughs> made half the maybe half the people ecstatic because yep. there was a lot of people took the Packers and grabbed the points. Trent, I was just blown away by the number of Packer fans in the building. Mm-hmm. Just blown away by the it was fifty fifty. It yes, was fifty yes. fifty. Crazy. 
Uh, we will be, oh no, well let's, uh, real quick, what's your rundown? You and Jimmy B today, what? We're going to be talking more Hawkeyes. Tom Cakert's going to be stopping by at about one twenty this afternoon. We'll talk with Tom, and then on your drive home, on the drive, from 4 until 6, we got Adam Kramer, old buddy, talking college football, kegs and eggs, and Matt Norlander going to stop by after. Good get. He was embedded in Manhattan. Yes, over- he was. Uh, three-week stretch, whatever it was, and uh, tried to get him a couple of times. Obviously, didn't quite work out. Happy to get him back on the program. That'll be in the 4 o'clock hour. And some NFL talk with Tad Haslip in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, Matt Norlander, a, an elite college basketball mind. Trent and I will do this again tomorrow at uh, 11 o'clock. Hope you can be here for that. Uh, until then, have a great day. You can hear the Monday night game right here. If you can't be in front of your television set, then you got to be out in the car or wherever. Monday night football plays here. It's the Patriots and the Bills. Kicks at about 7.15 tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 11. Uh, for Trent Conn and Ken Miller, thank you for listening to the Ken Miller Show on 1700 The Champ. Hey, it's Taz. And I'm the Moose. Join us for our brand new morning show every weekday morning, Taz. That's right, from 5 to 8 a.m. on 1700 The Champ. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa to help with your franchise law needs. Rush Niggin with Brick Gentry Law PC provides law services for those involved in starting a new franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggin can assist you in buying or starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school football season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry Law PC and Rush Niggin. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Thinking about selling your home soon? Listen up, as this will save you big money. Charterhouse Real Estate is a full-service real estate firm that has eliminated the typical 6 or 7% commission structure that you are used to. We charge sellers $24.95 plus 3%. We know, math stinks, so think about it like this. If you were selling a $200,000 house, you would save roughly $3,500 with us versus a 6% commission. If your home is $400,000, the savings would be $9,500. The best part, you get the savings while still getting all the service. Professional photography, a short three-month contract, social media marketing, sign-in lockbox, all major real estate websites, and of course, your home will be on the MLS as well. Get it all and save money. We like the sound of that. Learn more at charterhouseiowa.com or search for us on Google. And while you're there, make sure to check out our hundreds of five-star reviews. That's charterhouseiowa.com. Charterhouse Real Estate is a team office under Space Simply. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at the Rookie Sports Cards. 
Pack is back and the countdown is on to catch the Iowa Wolves for opening weekend at Wells Fargo Arena. Friday, November 2nd, happy hour and magnet schedule giveaway. Saturday, November 3rd, $2 beer and a t-shirt giveaway to the first 1,000 fans. Iowa Wolves, one pack, all in. Visit IAWolves.com for tickets and season promotions. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. 24-7-365. You're up and at them every day, so you don't want something like Medicare Part D to slow you down. At Walgreens, we'll take care of your Medicare Part D prescriptions, saving you time and money. Make the switch to Walgreens today and get more by earning 100 balance reward points and save up to $5 on each Medicare Part D prescription when Walgreens is your preferred pharmacy. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Prescription savings applies to Tier 1 generics when you fill out a preferred versus a non-preferred pharmacy on select plans. Points can't be earned in New York, New Jersey, or Arkansas. Other restrictions and limitations apply. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. 1700, the champ. You- 